Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, I'd like to begin by thanking you for checking out today's podcast episode. I would also like to share this verse with you. It comes out of Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. It says, Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I don't know about you, but after I thank the Lord for Jesus and my family, the next thing I think about is, let's get the coffee going. That's why I share that verse to introduce to you our newest podcast sponsor, Joy Light Coffee Roasters out of Topeka, Kansas. I got to tell you, this bag smells incredible. Now, to introduce themselves to the Pursuit of Manliness audience, they are offering 10% off of your coffee order when you use the discount code POM10, all capital letters, the number 10. The link will be in the show notes, but I do want to share this before we get on to the episode. In the middle of February, they're going to release a Quiet Life blend. It's a special blend for the listeners. I want to make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Men, it's time for today's podcast episode. All right, I want to share with you, uh, I want to begin by Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. God said, when the Israelites see problems, they're going to want to go back to Egypt. Very prophetic there that that's written because everything they do once they cross the Red Sea until they go into the promised land is, we want to go back to Egypt. But God led the people around the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea, and the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. That's from Genesis chapter 50, verse 25. And they moved on from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and night. The pillar of cloud by day... And the pillar of fire by night did not depart before the people. Okay, I read you all that. Not to have like a, what was that show? Reading Rainbow or something. The guy reads you a book and uh, you know, and the people come to life. I read that to you to set the table for what we're going to talk about today. And that is the cloud by day and the fire by night. Now, if you've been around the pursuit of manliness for any period of time, you know we believe in getting in the Bible. You got to read the Bible. Be a man of God in the word of God, being changed by the presence of God, being sharpened by the people of God, okay? You stay in that circle, good things are going to happen, but that does not mean there won't be challenges. The, the, the nation of Israel had a ton of challenges. If you know the context here, they just left Egypt. This is their first taste of freedom. While that would be a much shorter distance, their character's not ready for it yet. I'm going to need to do some things. The sad and tragic part of this whole story is that no matter what God did, the joy and celebration of how good he is and how he is God and he moves heaven and earth and it, you know, it doesn't last very long. It doesn't last very long. What is that? Exodus 15, we got the Song of Mo yeah, Song of Moses, Exodus 15, 72 hours later, 
After the tambourines are put away, sheet music is filed away. They've already had the, the meeting. So how did you think that, that all went? 72 hours later, they're grumbling and complaining about water. Man, it does not take much for us to lose sight of who God is and what we're supposed to do with that. Our life and everything we do should be to bring glory to God, but doggone it, I just left my kid's parking lot in the cars and people kind of finagling to get out. And I was pretty calm about it. I wasn't stressed, but I thought, I remember years ago getting really stressed over these things. I got to get out of here. I got things to do. Uh, Our plans didn't quite line up this morning the way I thought they were going to, so we had to punt and change some things. It was donuts with dad day at the school. That's why I'm telling you all that. So I'm a little more my presence is required of me today, and then and, and i got to get to Donuts with Dad by a certain time. Got to have my donut. Got to get on to church. Got things to do. Well, i got to record this. So we, I mean, you can get stressed. You forget. God is in control. I'm not in control. And when I try to be in control and I try to sit in the place of where God is supposed to sit and where he does sit and he doesn't budge from that spot, when I try to tell him scoot over, it never works. And so here God is giving them a visual example. Cloud by day, fire by night. Now, we say get in the Word. I, I would imagine if you are a guy who gets in the Word on a regular basis, then morning is probably your time. Let's call that the cloud by day time, okay? So you got in the Word today. I don't know what you read. I don't know how long it lasted. I don't know if you have a commentary, a journal, if you have a group of people that you're sharing your thoughts with or whatever whatever your thing is. Maybe you just read it and you closed it and said, great. You know, if you're learning to get in the Word, that's a great start. Just I read a chapter. Chapter doesn't take you more than a few minutes, most chapters. And then I close it, and that, that that's a cloud-by-day moment. But if you're like me, I can, within a matter of minutes to hours, almost forget, not really forget, but just be removed from my mind anything I read or felt convicted of or encouraged by. I mean, I can get in that parking lot and try to navigate it. And is it my turn? Am I in the way? Did I back up? Oh, there's a student walking through. You know, and the next thing you know, you kind of forget. We, what I want to do is close the gap in my life of forgetting. So I'm in the Word, and let's say I read Exodus 13, and uh, you know, ooh, cloud by day, quit for battle. No, you know, didn't take them the short way, took them the long way. Okay, and I'm, I'm making a few notes on that. I want to try to keep that on the forefront of my mind to the best of my ability. Knowing that I still have to live life. I'm, I'm not I'm not living in a, you know, a remote place where it's just me in the wilderness. So I'm going to have to exist with people. I'm going to have to go to an office. I'm going to have to go to the grocery store. I'm meeting a, a gentleman for lunch today. I'm going to have to go there and interact with people. And it, it doesn't take much to forget. So how do we close the gap? Well, God said, I'm going to make it incredibly obvious for them cloud by day fire by night my question to you is is God making it obvious to you more than likely yes in ways that we're not probably fully grabbing right now okay the simplest form of how God makes it obvious to us is the Bible and, and I've said before, and I don't have it figured out. I'm getting better. I'm working at this. I've done a couple things. Um, yes, I can be a little exhausting about some of this stuff. My wife was just giving me a hard time about something the other night. And I'm like, I know. I get it. But I, I, I want to exert the right effort in the right places. I don't want to get to the end of my life. If God allows me to get to you know, 70, 80, whatever years, and, 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 and still be dealing with some of this stuff. So what I said is like, well, let's keep it out and let's keep it open. 
<clears throat> let's take the Bible and let's read it. And then I don't know what you do for a living, but can you bring it with you or can you have it in your your, your lunchbox or can you have it in your vehicle or can you have it, you know, uh, in your locker or w- whatever you do? Can you have it where you can see it, open it up and be reminded of it? That helps. Like right now, I got this. This is the Bible that I read all the time. I teach for it's, you know, it's kind of freeing and got post-it notes and all that. And then I got one. It's in the, uh, it's in my car. And the other day I was meeting someone for lunch and uh, I, I realized, hey, I got a Bible here. I should get it out and get it open. So I started reading and I thought, why do I not do that more? So I've taken it now and I could do that this time of year because it's colder and I, can, I just set it on my dash. So I get in the car, it's just right there. And even if I move it and I have to move it, then if I move it, again, it's right there. I want to keep the word of God around me as much as I can. Years ago, I had an accountability partner and we talked about and this is before cell phones, but we talked about um, how we never go anywhere without our wallet. We just, we just, we were like, man, I just don't go anywhere without my wallet. If I went to the YMCA to play ball, if I went to church, if I went out to eat, if I went to work, whatever, like I always have my wallet. It doesn't matter how I'm dressed. If I'm wearing gym clothes or nice clothes or whatever. And we said, Hey, shouldn't we be that way with the Bible as well? Should, shouldn't we be guys who just don't go places without the Bible? And so we had a bit of a challenge. If we ever caught the other person anywhere without their Bible or without it, at least within reach of like, okay, you can't play basketball within your pocket, but so it had to be on your stuff, you know, by the the wall or whatever. And so the next guy, he had to buy breakfast the next time. That wasn't a big deal, but I didn't have any money. So I want to make sure uh, I wasn't the guy going to lose on that. My point is, as I shared that verse to start this thing for a joy like coffee roasters, you know, there's things that can happen in in the evening. It's just for a moment. God's favor is forever. The weeping could be in the night. I would imagine there's some Israelites that went to bed weeping. We'll talk about the evening here in just a second. They might did that. For, they might have done that for a little bit, but joy comes in the morning. You wake up in the morning. As I talked about, the first thing I do is thank God for Jesus. I thank Him for my wife. Thank Him for my kids. And I start going from there. What's done is done. The joy has come in the morning. We have been given a gift, a new opportunity to walk in His presence today. I don't want to miss that. But I know I can really easily. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for a day to get away from you. I was talking to a gentleman the other night after... A basketball game, forgive me. And we were talking about getting the word, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm 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 listening to what he's saying and kind of you know what he's not saying. And I, I told him I said, you know, I'm a coffee drinker. I've I've rarely have I ever gotten up and not had coffee by let's say 10 a.m. unless you know I wasn't feeling well or something had transpired. But you know, 10 a.m. that's kind of the window of time. I feel like, and if you're a coffee drinker, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like if I have coffee after 10, and I will have it even if it's after 10. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm thinking you can drink it all day long. I'm okay with that. But if I have it after 10 for the first time, I said, I, I already had that fogginess about me. Like, like when we've taken like road trips and stuff, and maybe we had to get up real early, and there wasn't a convenient coffee spot, and so we just kept going. And uh, one of those where the kids are sleeping, and so you don't want to get gas yet, and you're like, man, 9.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30. Where, by the time you drink, it just it's still good and still coffee, and I still, I will still consume it, but it's different. 
the Word of God's the same way. I mean, get in at any point of the day, no question about that. But I just think there's something more valuable, something more precious when you get into it in the morning. It, it just, it, it means something different. And as soon as you can, the better. And that's not always the case, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm making excuses, but that's not always the case for me. But morning, 95% of the time, no question. Because joy comes in the morning. His mercies are brand new every single day. And I don't want to get the wear and tear on the mercies and get a bunch of life coming at me and then go, hmm, I might want to, uh, I, I, I might want to get in that word there. Because if you know you're going through stuff and you know stuff, man, it just isn't working out, you probably know the reason is I need to get back to the word. I can get back to the word. I'm going to read it. And I don't want it just to be in my head. I need it to get into my heart. And when it gets into my heart, then we're going to start to change the way we see things. We're going to start to change the way we communicate. We're going to start to change the way we treat people. And so um, when I think about this cloud by day, like when I walk downstairs, I look for the red light on the coffee maker. If it's on, that means we got ourselves some coffee. If it's not, you need to make it. I wonder how many Israelites got up in the morning and said, cloud's still there cloud's still there now that cloud and that fire will also symbolize when it's time to pack up and go but that cloud and that fire has great symbolism that god's presence was near for the first time in their life they are experiencing the presence of god and if you feel like man i just i just don't know where god is i'm not listening i'm not hearing god i'm not experiencing god Man, I just, I just don't know. I feel like uh, I'm in a rut. I feel like uh, I'm so stagnant. I'm spinning my wheels. Then I would say, look for that cloud by day and that fire by night. Get in the word. Get in community. And do not move. Stay there. Just sticking their head out the, the tent in the morning to see the cloud or taking one more peek before they went to bed just to see the fire, that's not going to be enough. Just to see it. They needed to walk with him. Part of the problem they ran into, you look at the text, is that they, they, they took their eyes off the cloud and the fire way too easily. They started looking over the fence. Before you get through 14, they're going to be looking behind them, when rightly so, there's an army chasing them down. However, you know getting in the Word and in community, that's where health is. But you know the first thing men typically do? Pull away from the Word and community. They feel like, I'm broken, I'm a mess, I'm inadequate, I'm a failure, I'm, you know, put, put in whatever word you want to put in, and we have all been there. Brother, we have all been there. Those who became steadfast in their faith, those who grew, those who didn't get into the miry muck of sin, men who got in the word, men who get in community. This, this is not complicated. And that's what I love about the cloud analogy. It's not complicated. And then the fire at night. I want to go back to this because in the morning, most of us who are in the word are pretty good about getting in the word. It's the evening time that we find ourselves in the death scroll, the death scroll. And uh, I want to share a verse with you in just a sec. I'm going to get there. But you, you, you never feel better. Have you ever felt better after scrolling on your phone or the television or Netflix or wherever else you could possibly scroll, 
You ever felt better after doing that for a period of time? Probably not. You, pr- you probably have not. You usually felt worse. And, and, and if we're honest men, we'll say, what a waste of time. Sitting up late, watching things, eating food we shouldn't be eating, looking at things or scrolling things we shouldn't be scrolling or looking at. I read this the other day. I sent this to a good friend of mine. Proverbs chapter 5 talks about warning against adultery. And maybe you think, you know, looking at some stuff or just following that hashtag or perusing or just letting curiosity get the best of you, not a big deal. Uh, He talks about adultery. And I've always read this chapter as if, you know, a literal guy going to someone's house and whatever. You're like, man, what's, what's he thinking? We don't have to go to a house these days, do we? He says in verse 8 of chapter 5, Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. You say, well, Jared, I didn't leave my uh, chair. I didn't leave the couch. I didn't leave the office. I didn't leave my car. I didn't. When you scroll and you know or you're on links or you're on websites or you're whatever, you are going near to the door of the house. You're saying, let me see how close I can get and try not to get in trouble. Read the rest of chapter 5. It will ruin that individual. Taking your strength away. You think of that. It should almost upset you. It should almost anger you that that's what happens. The reason why I talk about the fire at night is because we should be more diligent with how we are ending our evenings. Now, depending on what you do for a living, your evening may be someone's morning or whatever. But you get the idea. Bookend your day. There are times, I don't think there is one tonight, but there are times when there's a, a varsity basketball game, whatever, my kid cheers, or we got this going on, the games, whatever, and you get home, and you're like, man, I'm just glad to be home for a second. I understand. But what I'm saying is, can we cultivate the, the discipline that we're shutting down the night, keeping our eyes locked on the fire by night? If we do that, you end the day better. You started with the book end on the front end that you got in the word. You started with it, or you ended it, forgive me, at the end where you're in the word. And, and they're both one of them is going to be more of a charge for the day, setting your, your true north. Let's go. Here's where we're going. We're going to win the day. We're going to, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to walk in his presence. We're going to uh, be obedient to his statutes. We're going to get in the word. We're going to get in community. We're going to um, do everything we can do today to the best of our ability for the glory of God. Then you get to the end of the day and you say, I want to reflect on God's presence in my life today. Maybe you journal a little bit. Maybe you write a couple things down. Met with so-and-so. Had this conversation. Don't want to do that again. Don't don't wait till this time of day to, to get in the Word. Whatever it is. You have your little journal thing or whatever. Maybe you don't have to have that. Uh, I'm not saying incense and music and all that. But if you want, hey, that's your deal. Don't overcomplicate it. Just get back in the Word and say, all right, Lord, what do you got for me here as we wind down this day? <clears throat> You go back to Genesis 1. You go back to Genesis 1 in creation. God's creating everything. And he says, let there be light and let there be, you know, all that stuff. He's God made, God called, God said. God, you know, it's just God saw and it was so. One of the things I find interesting is um, verse 4, Genesis 1-4. God saw the light was good and God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. Verse 5. And there was evening... And there was morning the first day. There was evening, and then there was morning the first day. That tells me that when that sun goes down at night, 
you are on the clock for the next day. You wake up tomorrow and you say, man, I just feel like garbage. Well, what did you do last night? What did you eat last night? What did you drink last night? How did you spend your time last night? How many times do you get up in the morning and you are already affected by decisions or things you did four to eight hours earlier? You've already sabotaged the day. And then you get up and you don't feel well and you don't want to be in the word. I don't got time for that. I'm running late because I overslept. Yeah, you did that last night. You ruined your morning at 9.30 last night. I'll go back to what I said about the cloud. I wonder how many people before they went to bed just took one more peek at the fire. That would be wise. What we're saying here is take one more peek at the fire. Take one more look at God. Take one more moment to remember his sovereign providential presence in your life. Before you go to bed, just take another look. One more look. And this stuff is not complicated. I do want to begin to wind down with this. If you're on Facebook, and some of you are, some of you are not, and that's okay. If you're on Facebook, I want to encourage you to get connected to our closed group community. It's called a quiet life community. And uh, we, we, we've had this group for, I don't know, six, seven years, kind of meandered around with some things. Occasionally, we've done like Facebook Live in there where, you know, maybe that's been, you know, sporadic. We've done um, like a challenge once where you make a video and you post. That was a long time ago. We've done Bible reading. We do all these different things. And, man, the groups are just, there's groups everywhere. And one of the things I've wrestled with is how do we redeem this group? And so it's not just, you know, a whole bunch of guys who click join group and aren't going to do anything with it, which we're going to have a whole bunch of guys who click join group and don't do anything with it. So this month, the month of February, some of the men in tribe uh, are writing a cloud by day and fire by night post in there. I've asked them to keep it under 200 words because anything beyond that, we're probably going to check out. And uh, brevity is important when it comes to men. It just is. If I got to click see more, it better be good. So they all have a slot. They actually have two slots. There's like 57, 58 slots. We have 29 days, 58. Uh, I think I'm taking the last one. And I, I have these. My point is get in that group if you're not in it already. We've already had some posts made, obviously, by the time I'm recording this, by the time you listen to this. There's been a few days already go by. Um, Just read it. I've told them they can pick whatever verse they want. They can share whatever thought they want. There's no curriculum to this. There's no stipulations outside of keep it shorter, 200 words or less. I I have a guy scheduled every day for the month of February in the morning, and we kind of gave him a window of time to post it. And I got a guy scheduled every evening, and I have a window of time to post that too. Whatever he posts is whatever the Lord's laid on him. My point, and I told these guys this, one, it breaks the monotony of the same thing all the time. I don't want to get in the business of just posting to post or posting to think, boy, you'll be enamored with this and then only to find out you're not. I, I want to post with intentionality. I want to have a group with intentionality. And maybe I'm overthinking a Facebook group, but here's where we're at. What, we're, what my thought is this, if you're going to get on Facebook, and a lot of you do, not all of you, but a lot of you do, if you're in the group, perhaps that post will scroll by your eyeballs. Even if in the evening you're doing the death scroll and you're sitting there on your phone, I got my phone in my hand here and I'm just, oh, it's upside down. Okay. I got my phone in my hand and I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
your team won, they lost, your political party's done this, that, there's a war going on, there's an, a recipe I'm looking for, there's a video I thought was funny, and maybe you'll come across a quiet life post by so-and-so out of so-and-so, and that might just be what you need to reset your mind there for a second and say, mm, redirect my path. I'm going to shut this night down because joy is going to come in the morning. Maybe if we get some guys, we won't get them all, but maybe we get a handful of guys who start to think about cloud by day, fire by night, we will close the gap on how often we forget about the Lord, we forget about his word, how often we're in the word, how often we're in community. I talk about tribe. Tribe is an everyday thing. Every day. Every single day I hear from those guys, have conversations with those guys. Um, yeah, we got some things that are scheduled that are kind of different every single day. I, I don't have a gap in my life where I forget about, oh, yeah, I got that going on. No, every single day. That's what we're trying to do here. Close the gap. Maybe it will spur you on to get in the word. Maybe you'll find a brotherhood there of some guys that you say, I like it when he posts because I, I like his train of thought. I, his perspective is, you know, fresh for me. Or you know, Maybe you'll start to identify with some guys. Like, I like that dude. Maybe when you get in tribe, maybe you'll already know a few guys because you've been connected to their post for, you know, days, weeks, whatever. Again, we're just committing to February. So if you're listening to this down the road, you're like, hey, where'd it go? I don't know. Maybe, it's still, maybe we're still doing it. Maybe we're not. But right now, if you're listening to it in February 2024, that's our plan. That's our strategy. Close the gap, men. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Men in the herd, we're going to continue that conversation over there.